0: It's the slightly crunchy
1: Hey hey hey! Welcome to the slightly crunchy Momcast. This is a podcast with research-based parenting information from a real-world perspective of two moms just trying not to lose their shit. Hola! <laughs> you like our podcast? Take a moment, let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can help us out. Help others find our podcast too. Now let's get to it. Today is episode forty-one, and we're talking about for better or worse, aka <sighs> ten years of marriage. We've been married long- ten years. Longevity. Ten years does feel like a long time. It's like forty some days, forty years. Yeah, forty days. It's forty 40 days 40 in the days. wilderness. <laughs> forty days and forty nights. Forty years. Yeah. So, why do we want to do this episode, Whitney? Because we both hit our
0: ten year this year, and we felt like it was a great time yep. to talk about True. the differences between before, like the past ten years, mm-hmm. and how we have evolved to a where lot we are of today.
1: Changes. So many changes. I don't know about you, but I'm still. Hell of a catch 10 years later. I feel like I've got still got a, a lot to on. offer. Yeah. At 42,
0: know? I am like a tomcat. <laughs>
1: tomcat yes
0: i mean i know i don't have yes. botox but like i feel like my forehead looks good yeah. well
1: you and i i feel like age similarly in that we're letting nature kind of take its course there won't be on. any there, there won't be any plastic surgery there will not be any botox i get my tits done that, same i mean i feel like i just have like an amp uh-huh. bite with a nipple well i have had i've re i weaned recently and yeah, so your i've looking? experienced nipples are fine but oh. i'm experiencing boob death i definitely got like karma to bite me in the ass no.
0: because I made fun of my mom's nipples for years. <laughs> That's a years. weird thing to make it was like me. they're like a Racel's mom and she's like, just wait. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. Listen, I
1: got high mileage boobs. Mm-hmm. So do you? Yeah. They've done their job. They're not like my friend Haley's who's yeah. five. I, w- I would get I, w- I would definitely get a boob job. I do have Invisalign right now. I you would, do. I would also get um um, laser hair, s- hair removal. Oh my god!
0: If I never had to shave my crotch again, that's I what I'm saying. I want the pits in Am the I, line. My like my beard.
1: Oh, your upper lip.
0: Oh, I didn't know I had hair on my upper well, lip. Well, I
1: didn't use <laughs> beard, and that's not that hair. Do I have hair on my upper lip? I oh wonder where
0: you referring to I have to, to shave something out. Oh, don't shave it. God.
1: You God. get these special wax strips and you yank it off. Oh. I wasn't even thinking about that for laser hair, but I'm going to have him touch that too once I wrap up this Invisalign. Hair? No, but I want to. It's my next step.
0: Do you, you know, my husband had laser, or um, not laser, Invisalign. <laughs> he had Invisalign. Yeah.
1: And do you have to
0: put the retainers in at night?
1: Of course. You're supposed to wear them 22 hours a day, but with, with the amount of drinking I'm doing, I'm not hitting 22 well, hours a the day. the best part is that they're Brian, out right
0: now. So Brian's got his like Marvin going, like chicken. Balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna mm-hmm. put it in. And then he's like, you yeah. know, he's like starting to do his moves, which I at this point, 10 years deep, know all of his moves. The moves. No I know moves. exactly the styles that his we're no going <laughs> to. Moves. I know where we're at. I know where we're going. There ain't no surprises. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, hey baby. And he's like, yeah, I was like, you going down with those Inzo- Invisalign's in? He's like, I do have my retainers in, yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: going to be you. <laughs> well, I had braces when I was little or I was younger, and I uh, didn't wear my retainer, and so my teeth shifted Your teeth are fine. ever so slightly every time. Anyways, Ugh. here I am yeah. with the Invisalign. Are- yeah, who I'll are report you? out in a year. You're supposed to introduce Oh, I'm Brittany. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. And I'm Whitney, and can I be really honest? Y- yeah, you always are, so sure. I've drank. A few today. Had the drinks. I've <laughs> Had got the a drinks. Bit of buzz on. Well, we're both having an old fashioned. So it's gonna Hello. get weirder.
0: Oh, oh We are not getting the clink like I need it to be.
1: That's- <laughs> Well, you're not going to break my glasses because you sorry. just slammed okay, it right into the microphone. That's yep. not effective or helpful. I really? Okay, we're moving on. So, we talk a lot about kids and all the crap that they do and don't do and all of the things. And Ooh. so, <clears throat> in the backdrop of this is our marriage, right? Which It's there. It's there. It is always it is there. For better or worse. Yeah, for better or worse. It's there. So, I don't know. It's crazy. You know, it's like the expression you hear with kids. The days are long and the years are short. Honestly, that's a little bit how I feel like with marriage... Like I, Michael and I were married 10 years last November. So we're actually coming up on 11 years here shortly. 11 years married, that would make us 15 years together. God. Actually, technically, 16. 28. (laughs) I'm not 28. (laughs) I wish I was I am 35. Do you really want to be 28 again? I have 28 now. I wouldn't mind 28. I
0: like every year. I'm good. Yeah, I, I like mean, I'm fine life.
1: where I am, but yeah, me and Michael, we've been together pretty much since I was 20 years old, so it's Brian been, and I been met, a minute.
0: Yeah, Brian and I a met minute. when my ex and I had broken up, and I lived in Oregon, and so I went home for the summer, and I hadn't,
1: love I
0: hadn't quite moved on yet, fun. and so I was like, <laughs> Until you have hooked up with someone else, you haven't quite The moved best on.
1: way to get over. Right. You know and I'm it was like this? eight months. It it's had so been a while. To yeah. Get under. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. You I didn't know it. that's where you're going, but that's what I'm thinking. Get over someone. Just get under someone else. That's what I did. Also, the best way to get an STD. So Thank you exactly. that. So
0: everyone needs to be reminded <laughs> of our podcast. We'd like to is. take
1: this moment to remind <laughs> that of the dangers of even a condom yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna it leads to weird things anyway i had in the wake of the monkey box <laughs> <laughs> we would like to remind our listeners so I, it
0: up. I don't know that it protects <laughs> it if, won't if you because it's, yeah. yeah it's abstinence. Just look for those sores and think, if you see them you I run the other it. way so we're gonna we're gonna we want to advocate for absence. <laughs> Really, the best way. <laughs> so we met in the story of abstinence. We met at a bar. He was really into me, and I was really into moving past my ex.
1: We went on a date.
0: <laughs> He's still in your little... phone
1: as Brian Dragon tattoo. Yeah, Brian is Dragon tattoo. Because that's how yeah. you stored him. That as well, we do when, when we've been tattooed. Because he was someone. in the
0: Marines. Remember, I was in the Peace Corps. He was in the Marines. We have a different ideology on how you <laughs> handle conflict. I believe we hug it out. He believes that maybe that's not the best way. We're going to agree <laughs> to disagree. He has a tattoo with all of his buddies in the Marine, because that's not fucking weird. And it's a dragon. And so when I met him, I was like, what is your tattoo on your army? And I was like, I bet because it's Chinese. I was like, doesn't mean like hope. Hope. Or love. <laughs> or rice, like, because you couldn't translate. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it means the dragon. I was like... Okay, whatever. All right. So I had to plug him in as Brian the Dragon. So he was a summer hookup to Mm -hmm. get past my ex. Unfortunately, on day nine, I knew I was in love with him. And by day 13, I definitely told him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not so. too soon at all. It felt rushed at the time. It did, it, did it? Did it? feels rushed still now. I don't even... It feels... <laughs> yeah, it feels a little soon. 13. Well, and then yeah. the best part is
0: I was only in town for five weeks. Well, and you had to get to it. two of those weeks, I went to Costa Rica with my friends. So I only spent like a few weeks with him before moving back to Oregon, which mm. is where I lived. Mm-hmm. So we did two years long distance. So when I came back to see him at Christmas... I had been away from him 11 weeks, and we had only been together, like, four weeks Mm. before. But, you know, honestly, on this, like, for better or worse, it was probably best for us because we hit the ground really running. Yeah. Not a lot of communication (laughs) happening or sleep. So it was actually really quite good (laughs) that I lived across the country because, Mm. you know, we were able to actually, I was like, so what's your mom's name?
1: (laughs) Do you have any siblings? So,
0: are better or worse. And then I moved back to North Carolina, and we got married five weeks later. So we had never lived in the same town for more than five weeks when we got married. Mm. So you can imagine what ten years later looks like. Yeah, where we spent. It's really hard for me to yes think about it, that.
1: to get a give yourself a mental picture ten years later. We went to the pool, and Whitney's wrangling Brian. You come here. I need to put sunscreen on your face, or else your well, gonna rosacea is going to act gets up. a lot worse when And it looks so bad, Brian, because you need, you got corner. sunburn and you've been drinking and alcohol. You drink a lot. So old Brian, dragon tattoo, is now getting lathered up by his booze, <laughs> so his rosacea doesn't flare up. And like, That's he, where we are 10 years can't later. He can
0: creams on his face, right? He's one of those. Yeah, you like,
1: chase around Meyer with the sunscreen. Then you chase around Graham. Then you chase around oh. Well, don't to I mention mean, that I also make
0: my husband do these role play. Which, by the way, oh yes, we did. Oh yes, we did go on our UPS. Date. That's right. Yeah. So my kids. No, you. Know, you you got to talk about
1: that. Oh, so my kids, so I was going to talk about to it. To recap about the UPS. Yeah, so. So for, for our friends that haven't listened to that episode, Keeping oh, the Fire Alive. Keeping the Fire Alive. I have a little bit of a thing about role play. Yeah. And so Winnie bought Ryan a full UPS costume outfit. His name was uniform Tony. Uniform for Brian, a.k.a. Tony. For Christmas. Yeah. And they've gone on a blind date now. We did go on a
0: blind and, date. And we were set up from a friend. Okay. Also via an online, because we clearly didn't talk about the backstory, so it got really awkward for a moment. Uh-huh. So what happened was my kids went to my parents' house, and I had to work three days in a row. But I said, baby, why don't you wake up at 545 in the morning and drive me to work, and then I will walk after work to meet you at a bar. You come in the, the U-Haul truck. With the outfit, and we'll—I'll be like a tired nurse, and you. Did can he be... rent
1: the U-Haul? He didn't fucking. Rent he didn't rent UL. it. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, That's Joey. Right. What's his name again? I cannot remember his it's name. It's not Joey. What is it? <laughs>
0: Joey is not a sexy name. It's Tony. Tony,
1: damn it. Tony, Tony. from the Bronx. Well, I feel like Tony owns. A pizza chain no
0: nope. Tony I know he's a UPS man also owns his he's an owner operator of a UPS store he's got six uh oh he's got, got six, a franchise yeah, Dan, no no, no. he's got six employees he named okay. them all he's got Teresa that works out front she can be talkative but he mm, likes her yeah anyway we went on our date I walked over there and let me tell you what Brian aka Tony Tony Tony. stayed on point the entire time. Mm. When I say the entire time, at one point I mentioned to him, hey, my dad called about the kids and he goes, I don't have kids. (laughs) Do you mean your kids? And I was like, yeah, I was a single mother of two by two different fathers. I meant the first one was a loser. The second one was an accountant who worked from home. (laughs) Yeah. Brian had just been out of a relationship. I mean, Tony, sorry. So the entire, but I was exhausted. I had worked three days in a row and he was like, you know, things are really going well. Would you like to go to a bar? And I was like, can we just maybe pick up a drink and like go back to your place? My friend will pick me up. He was like, yeah, that's totally cool. And then one thing led to another and I passed out. (laughs) Okay,
1: Is that really how it ended? Well, no. clearly. (laughs)
0: Clearly other things
1: happen, but I don't know if our listeners have been detail. No, no details. But
0: he stayed on point, literally on point until I woke up in the morning. He he was like, I like to sleep naked. As someone who's been married to him for 10 years, I was like, I already, I'm aware of all of this. (laughs) But he was like, you know, is that okay with you? Are you comfortable?
1: Mm. He got me his own
0: clothes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: On point. You've got two different scenarios here. She got a Whitney who met Brian in a bar and told her she loved him in like 13 days. And I did. Now they role play and. Uh, yeah, poor him. Whitney's been married for 10 years. I mean, been married <clears throat> almost 11 years. And Michael and I, uh, we dated for four years. Uh, actually, a year before that. And we broke up for a while. And then we dated again for four years. And we he got was married. was a skater. Nobody knows this. He was a yeah, skater. Yeah, actually, Michael and I dated in high school, kicking it way back. And then we broke up for like several, several years, and then got back together and the whole thing. And we have never role-played a day or scenario in our life. When our he was college. talking about his, like, day-to-day diet
0: before he met you. Remember, he told me that he would get up before he went to college. So Brittany and Michael. That doesn't have
1: anything to do with role-playing.
0: Michael, d- or Brittany definitely changed Michael. Yes, I did. So he would get up in the morning and go to, like, a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And he would get three monsters mm-hmm. a pack of cigarettes uh-huh. a bear claw a bear claw yeah and he would eat that and smoke the pack of cigarettes yep. all and then day he'd head back for lunch and then he would go back and get, get more some hot dogs and some taquitos
1: cig- a <laughs> couple of surges dating ourselves here surges, you surges. You know, that was like in the early so maybe 2000s. you
0: guys quote unquote role
1: play but you have definitely helped his pancreas <laughs>
0: his liver well, his heart appreciates you we, and his gut is so like when screaming we, thank you so
1: we dated a bit in high school and then and then we broke up and then i went to college out of high school and he went to work in construction eating bear
0: claws and smoking packs and that's when he did
1: his that's when he kept the Seven Eleven really thriving <laughs> in business and we got back together and he complained a lot about his life circumstance and i'm like look He's like, you know what, I'd really like to like be an engineer, I think. And I'm like, well, then go back to school. And he was like, well, I don't know how I can do that. I mean, I got to work. And I'm like, you take out loans, and you just do it. You just do it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You just yeah. do it. And so, so he did it. And, um, and he's the only
0: one. No, he's not the only one with a college degree. No, but
1: he's one of the only ones. Yeah. he's one of two. And so,
0: how many boys are there?
1: There's six boys. He's only six. His uncle. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so so yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't say that I changed him, but I would say that um, I motivated him and I showed him that things could be different. Yeah. Windboard. But that's not our relationship. We don't role play that. So maybe you guys I should. I don't. It's not our thing I, I would laugh the entire time whitney i would not be able to keep a straight face
0: yeah no, it's challenging it is
1: challenging. i took off my rings
0: and put it on the other hand but then i had like a ring like a outlet of a ring yeah. not to mind you that on wednesdays i go out with some of my co-workers after work we'll go out if we work wednesdays and have a drink at this one place that's where we met up and the same bartender was our bartender. So it's going to be awkward yeah. the next time we go there because oh. I was on a, it's part of a quote unquote date with Tony. It's going to be yeah weird. Okay.
1: So let's, let's, let's uh, try to be somewhat helpful in this episode. Oh, well, I'm so too strong for that. <laughs> what, what, what advice? Okay, Whitney, let's say that I am, I am so in love and I'm engaged mm-hmm. and I'm getting married. What advice, oh, you seasoned, decade married lady, you, what would you, what advice would you bestow upon me?
0: I mean, if you're so in
1: love and you're getting married, I don't really got a lot for you. Oh, stop. I mean, that's where I was at. I think that
0: I, 10 years out, which is not 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever. I would say that I genuinely enjoy my husband. And even when kids came along and stresses came along, I always think that the most important relationship I have is the one with my husband. And where a lot of times I feel like people will talk nasty to their significant other or that's where they'll blow off steam, I have really, really tried to make that relationship the strongest. And if I need to blow off steam, it it will be on other people. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, but like I also have an ex-boyfriend that I was with for a long time that I did a lot of things wrong. Remember, Dr. Phil, would you date yourself? (laughs) So when I went and started getting with Brian, I had a natural, we had a natural flow to us. And we have our, you know, I, I probably have never mentioned this, but Brian was married before me. And had gotten divorced and, oh my God, his text messages, I I read them, they were pathetic. But, like, he had gotten married before me and so I can say without a shadow of a doubt that, like, what we have very much works for us. It clearly didn't work for his ex-wife. I think she's an idiot, but, like, Mm -hmm. nonetheless, it works for us. And so what I always say is, like, no matter how long you've been in a relationship, 10, 20, 30, or however long... The most important relationship you have is with your husband because he can either make my day or he can break it. And I am an independent person in general. I'm a very headstrong woman. And I don't think that's my husband like makes my life or he doesn't. (laughs) But at the same time, if he and I are on the same page, I feel better and more confident about who I am and how I am as a mother than otherwise, and so I always try and give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So he is an introverted person. He is a quiet person. He's like Graham. He also can be sometimes. No, a Graham little, is like him. Yeah, he can be. <laughs> yeah, he can be passive aggressive at times. Sometimes when he's upset, he'll stop talking and he'll do that for a couple of days. And one thing I realized in the beginning is that I had to give him his space, even though I'm not like that. I am a talker. I want to talk everything out. And so I would say to him in the beginning, is this about me? And he would say, no. And I said, okay, I'm going to trust you and believe you because if I don't, I get weird. And when I get weird, I lash out. Like I get weird. Like I will start saying things I don't mean because I want him to react because him reacting means he loves me. Mm. And so from the beginning, I kind of really instill that to where that is now. And after a couple of days, I will say to him, I think it's enough I think we're, you've had enough time to process. Now we're going to have to like feed into me and be like, okay, what is happening? But I truly, truly try and give him the benefit of the doubt. And I truly 10 years out will say that when we disagree about parenting, when we disagree about time, when I feel taken advantage of, I literally will just simply say, it's not because he's trying to be that way. It's because I either haven't voiced it or we're just different. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say. What would so, you tell
1: me? <clears throat> well, before we get there, I want to make a couple comments. Okay, there you go. So what counselor. you're talking about is the meta communication. So there's a lot in everything you just said, and it definitely speaks of ten years of marriage wisdom. It really does. Because what you're saying is See,
0: drunk Whitney can still be enlightening.
1: Well, what I'm what you're saying is you've learned yourself and you learned you have learned your ways of either Attempting conflict resolution or conflict resolution, and you've also learned Brian's pattern of conflict resolution, and then the third piece, which is the critical piece, is how you two come together on it, and then how you've navigated through it, and that only can be done with time, yeah. time and dedication. And I one hundred percent agree with you with extending him the benefit of the doubt. Because you're also saying to yourself, he is doing the best that he can do, and so you're assuming that, and that helps you to not get on that cynical criticism train well, and he, and of he like he's doing me. this exactly. I That's mean, part of the, of the benefit of doubt.
0: We we love. You. I mean, I love my husband. Anyone who knows me and gets to know me on a person knows that I'm obsessed with him. He loves me. He genuinely does. And he doesn't want to hurt me. And we had children together. And we have a home together. And all these things, there were many women that came in his life because he's so sexy. There's his ex-wife and me. But, like, there are so many women (laughs) that have come into his life, I'm sure. But, like, we chose this path together. And so I really, truly, like, yes, I want to give him... The benefit of the doubt because it benefits me
1: in the long run to think well, well of him. You're right in that I, I I concur with you. When you say that, Uh, you know, you, he can either make or break your day, I think that yeah. that is both the win and the lose of being really close to your significant other. I'm the same way. Like, Michael and I are very much in lockstep in that regard. And when I also really enjoy being with my mm-hmm. husband well, and he's fun, Michael's fun, And, in, and, and most of our arguments are because, you know, he's traveling or something like that. And I want him home more. And so that's really yeah. kind of where, so, so what you're saying too is, and this is some of the advice that I would give. Um, I think I've maybe referenced her before, but Brene Brown is a researcher. Yeah. She's a, um, uh, LCSW uh, she has actually a doctorate of social work. But anyway, she has a lot of vulnerability research and all that kind of stuff. And she talks about, so Whitney said benefit of the doubt. She talks about assuming people are doing the best that they can, and that is extending beyond the marriage relationship but into other venues. But the the thing uh, that she says that I have found personally uh, beneficial is you know, when you're in these arguments with other people, especially your significant other, to stop and, and pause a minute and ask yourself what story are you telling yourself about this scenario, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, for example, like, you know, when when you uh, come in from working, you worked late. When Michael comes in from working late, maybe I've been dealing – I worked myself all day until 5, I cooked dinner, I did homework, I cleaned the kitchen. He comes in and he just plops down the recliner. The story I'm telling myself is you don't appreciate me. Yeah. You take me for granted. You 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 come in, you ate your dinner, and you plopped yourself on the recliner, and you don't care about me, and you're not thankful, and you're not grateful, and you're taking me for granted. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's helpful to say, and I, I literally did it to him the other day, not in that specific example, but I said this: what I'm telling myself here what i'm hearing mm-hmm. is this and when you say it out loud and they can hear it um 99% of the time it is not actually what is intended to be heard or felt because you've got a whole other person that has their own opinion there and so i think like you know that is is my advice is, is that and focusing on your responsibilities not your rights in a marriage yeah. you, you need to focus on you know, how you can support your partner and how you can be a better you. And that does sound very selfless. I get it. But we can't always be waiting for the other person to fulfill us and to make us happy and to anticipate our needs. Like, yes, you get into a marriage because your partner can do those things for you. But you have to take the responsibility to bring all of you to a marriage and a relationship. And sometimes that means not focusing on yourself.
0: Well, and I think... You know, I recently read a book by Tessa Bailey. We all know how I feel about her called Getaway Girl. It was great. But I think it was that one. I don't know. But in the story, it talks about this couple where the guy had cheated and had a baby with someone else. It's a fictional story. It's great. You guys know how I feel about romance novels. If you really want to get your love life back on track, just start reading some (laughs) sex books. So like, you know... I, that was the story but she talks about in the story how the woman keeps bringing it back up she clearly stayed with him and kept it back out bringing it back up and that was another thing it's like allow people to bow out gracefully yeah. so everybody's gonna fuck up right like we are all gonna forgive. mess up yeah mm-hmm. like we are all going to mess up and there's nothing and i am a I, i'm a really headstrong woman, I am <laughs> independent, I don't need a man, like all those little things that we do, it's really, really hard for me to say like, I have screwed up, especially in the beginning of our relationship, I really was headstrong, like, not with my husband now, but probably with my ex, and I learned it with him. But I realize that it's, it's, I like when people forgive me, and there's no hold, hold bars. Like, if I've messed up, I want to say, like, I'm sorry. And the person say, and move like, on. And mm-hmm. move on. And the other thing is, is, like, I also have to extend that courtesy. So my husband is perfect. <laughs> but sometimes his actions are not perfect. And it's very rare. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> but... At the same time, when he says, I'm sorry, I can either beat him down and really take that moment to be like, no, 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 you really, really messed up because of this. And I'm not saying that, like, he hasn't really, really messed up. But what I'm saying is that, like, he hasn't really, really messed up, but, like, In what I'm thinking, but like there are times when you allow them to bow out gracefully and so you just allow them to apologize and it isn't something that has to come back up and that is hard, especially if you've been hurt.
1: Well, and I think the undertone of that is like what you need as the other person, the receiving partner of the hurt is like you, at least for me. I need to feel understood. Like, yeah. I need I need my partner to understand the impact that they've made. He doesn't have to
0: agree with you. He just right. has to understand. But I
1: want him to understand. And so I think that we've gotten better over time about listening to that and, like, getting there quicker. And I know we've talked about on that on other episodes. But, um, you know, here's what I would say, too. Nothing that is worth having, it's going to be work. Yeah. So, I mean, I think sometimes – Now I've seen in relationships, you know, that people sort of just give up. They want things to be easy. They want it to feel good all the time. This is no different from anything else. you got to work at it. Well... But but when there is work, there is also a reward. I would...
0: Yes, my the beginning of my relationship, when I think about telling Brian at 13 days, I loved him and thinking about the fact that we were so if we lived in the same town, we would have been married in under a year. We would have been those psychos. I bet it would have been six months. I really (laughs) think we would have been married super quick. Um, Luckily, we were not. I I actually don't think it gives a shit. I just want to have Graham and Meyer. But I think that 10 years out, I like the relationship I have now. More than I did in the beginning. Oh, I agree with that. And I don't know, you know, that to me is the most important thing. It is different. We don't, I, I, I think he's fun. We still have fun. And that's a lot of what role-playing and all those things are. They are fun. They are fun for us. When you talk about laughing the whole time, we have definitely showed up for some role-plays and laughed the entire time. And And that's what it's about. And that's what it's about. How do you have fun together? Because I have to remember that like, even though we are now a family with a mortgage and we work 40 hours and what we were like when we were in school and dating is not what we're like now, we still have a lot of fun together. Yeah. And so 10 years out, I still, I like him better now. And we have so much. When Maggie died, three, or I don't remember. The dog. Yeah, that was the dog a few weeks ago. I really thought this was going to crush my husband's world. (laughs) He got that dog when he was with his ex-wife. They were still married. And, you know, they're like dividing out their stuff. I don't know. They're dividing out their stuff. And there came this dog. And she's like, I want to keep the dog. And Brian's like, I need her. And he tells me the story. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. This is pathetic. Like that thing, like Maggie. I really thought that it was going to crush his world. He loved this dog. But what I realized after all of it is that he and I have such a good flow is I knew how to be there for him. Uh-huh. I knew what he needed. I knew how to conversate with him. And it really has been not seamless. He misses her and it's been hard for him for sure. And I miss her too. I feel like I see her. But at the same time, it's been an easier transition than I think if we had lost Maggie when she was three years old and like he was obsessed with her. She was mediocre at best, but like it misses her so much. But fast forward a lot, you know, we've been together 12 years. We have learned how to, that's why like in the bedroom, you know, like, when people are like, I just don't have time to have sex. I'm like, listen, at 12 years deep, we can get this going and you done in like five, seven minutes. It, yeah. We got this done. Right?
1: Well, like, I think that, you it's know. It's not the same as when we were like 10 and it's like 25 right. minutes. And, and you have different types for different time scenarios. Yeah. Yes. 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 But I think that, um, you know, intimacy, you talk about, you say that word and I think the first thing people think about is sex and At the the beginning of a relationship, especially a dating relationship and then a newlywed relationship, intimacy is sex. But I think about now, 10 years later, Michael is the person that knows me the best. Therefore, I feel like the most comfortable, the most relaxed, um, the safest with him, but I'm also able to have the most fun with him. I can trust him. You know, like I know him like he knows me. And to me that's intimacy absolutely, and that does it play out sexually of course it does but I mean you think about sex in a percentage of your life it's so small is it important yes I'm not yeah. saying it's not but that is a small um, percentage of time based on the time you spend parenting and doing all these other things and mm-hmm. just spending time together and like the intimacy so what I'm saying is intimacy evolves over time but it changes yeah. it is always building and so even in the times when you're arguing and you're 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 really doing the hard work of a marriage you are building the intimacy because you are learning how you respond, how your partner responds. And every time you get through an argument, right, every time They're you close, face sir. a difficult scenario, whether it's something that you created or if it's a natural life event, like the loss of a pet, the loss of a loved one, a, a job change, a financial hardship, someone sick, all of those things like, yes, they suck man first of all a you have one another to rely on during those times you're not alone and b you're growing as a couple through it and so from a parenting perspective you don't even know you're doing it but you're modeling all this stuff for your kids i mean your kids are seeing you go through that they're seeing the fact that you're always together that you're working through it that you're figuring it out and so to me like i think like at the heart of a good marriage is intimacy. And so like in Whitney's case, with the role playing stuff with the fun, that's building in- intimacy. The loss of the dog, that's building intimacy. Every time, you know, me and Michael have to navigate through, um, you know, arguments or travel or someone sick or what are we going to do financially? This, These are all times that we're growing more together. And that's the key is like, how can you figure out these two hard times are going to happen. How do you grow together versus growing apart? And, and that's I, the ticket. Right? And I mean, I, I, yeah, that is the ticket. And it requires hard work, but man, is it worth it. And you can do it.
0: I feel like I'm talking to three of you because you're so blurful right now. But well, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, we need to throttle back then. You need to pump the brakes there. Shut you know what, what the sometimes?
0: heck. I mean, I started school. <laughs> it's a
1: whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Listen, my husband's driving. I, look, look, look. My, my kids, kids are drinking. like, it's neat. fun I was, I was subpoenaed to court this week oh, a, yeah. as a point of my job,
0: and that wasn't fun. But Oh, and Michael was out of town a bunch. She was like oh, talking about going to Charleston. It was a whole thing this Was week? it? And then he got stuck in traffic. How much fun was he when he got home?
1: Well, he traveled twice, I traveled once this week. It I was had a, a
0: migraine yesterday, so oh. I didn't take my medicine. And so I woke up today literally being like one plus one is...
1: What? what? I don't know what the Anyways, answer to that is. We hope you enjoyed today's episode somehow or another. But what yeah, are going to do? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to give us feedback, provide topic suggestions, or tell us your own funny stories, reach out, to, reach out to us at slightlycrunchymomcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. We post weekly reminders of new episodes and some funny stuff just to make you chuckle at slightlycrunchymomcast. Or even better, you can buy us a beer. You know what we like to drink? Donate via buymeacoffee.com slash slightlycrunchy. Until can next I, week. Richard
0: your cherry? You ate I ate tube? it mm-hmm. while you were on your monologue,
1: man. Jeez. <laughs> Bye. Bye.